0: The City of Angels is Black and Gold. You are listening to the Heart of LAFC Podcast. And now, Joseph Zacker.
1: Greetings Los Angeles. Welcome to episode 204 of the Heart of LAFC Podcast. Boy, it's a great day to be an LAFC fan, isn't it? Uh, basically, another great victory by the by the boys in black and gold. More leading the way. Things look like they're turned around. It's all beautiful things. I hope you can hear me loud and clear. I'm going to bring this mic in a little bit closer, so it's going to be that much better. Uh, today we are actually a little bit heavier in the lineup tonight. Brought in, we brought in the uh, the big guns today. So today we've got LAFC Australia. We've got. Tony and you see him right there in the lower right hand corner there LAFC edge otherwise known as Marvin Chavez welcome to the show Marvin
2: hey glad to to be on
1: Welcome aboard, man. And, like you're one of those guys that always anchors it in the comments, keeps things fresh, th- keeps things going, always has the right questions. So I'm just waiting to get stumped as the show goes along because, uh, dude, you've, you've been you've been awesome for us. Awesome for the whole pod community. And so we're beyond thankful to have you on. And I know it was a long time coming. So welcome aboard, brother.
2: Thank you. Yeah, no, I've been wanting to do this for quite a while. I never had the guts to actually do it, but, you know, I just thought I'd give it a try.
1: Well, I hope we serve you right today. That's for sure. Now, as you guys all see, Marvin has LAFC Edge under his name. Why? Because it looks like there's a new pro- project going on. Marvin, can you explain what's going on with LAFC Edge?
2: Yeah, it's uh, my new Twitter account. You know, I was always under Marvin Chavez. Uh, but I decided, you know what, let me make an official page. Because, I, you know, I'm so active on there with my LAFC takes that I'm like, why don't I just actually create a page for her? this kind of stuff, you know? So um, if I were to describe my page, um, I say that it's dedicated to honest and raw LAFC assessments without compromise. And I'm not trying to be like, you know, inflammatory or trolling or anything like that. I I really do try to uh, provide analysis and reporting on stuff like team news, tactics, formations, even a little front office, uh, player form, transfers, and even coaching, so. Yeah, a little of everything.
1: So not a hard take, an accurate take. That's what we're going for, right?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not here to try to be all like, yeah, inflammatory
1: or anything. Nice, nice, man. We're looking forward to hearing the uh, the vibe after uh, the weekend's match and and what you've got going there. So of course, everybody go out there, follow them on Twitter at, at LaFC Edge, right? La at LaFC Edge. Uh, yep. To figure out what Marvin's up to, man. I know I got to get, get on that as well. Uh, before we get into the show, I also wanted to give a shout out to the Shoulder to Shoulder podcast. Tony actually recorded with them tonight. Uh, so that episode's going to be dropping pretty soon. So look out for that. Uh, also, they hit episode 100. So again, congratulations to Shoulder to Shoulder on hitting episode 100. Super cool. Uh, but they're not the only ones. This is even better. FCFC hit episode 100 as well so we're all hitting milestones guys it's kind of crazy and kind of beautiful all at the same time uh so everybody's moving along maybe we're all getting old i don't know what it is but good things that's for sure building things up we're happy dude again pod fam is legit it is pod fam and we all want to see everybody do the best they possibly can because at the end of the day we're all talking what lafc and the more you hear about lafc the better off they're gonna be So for all you guys that are up to doing this, staying up late, getting things recorded, going live and nuts like we are right now. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Highly appreciated. So that being said, since we are on a happy, happy note today, we're going to move right into it. Like I said, we got a really greedy win against Austin. Uh, I couldn't help but laugh for half of the game. Just looking at the crowd going, man, there's a copy of everyone in the north end just wearing green. It was it was beautiful to see all the, the carbon copy LAFC vibes the whole time. Even like the stands look the same, the copo stand looks the same. I saw dudes wearing vests, like it's like all the clothing and gear, it was like the same. It was it was it's like Back to the Future when things kind of go wrong and Biff's in charge. <laughs> That's Austin FC. So good to see. It, I s- I mean
2: it feels yeah. like an alternate universe. Yeah, yeah. Right, it really
1: does. right. Not quite right. Just a little different, but not us. Never going to be us. So there it is. It can look the same, but it ain't feeling the same. There it is. All right. So let's get into that, because obviously we had a massive match against the bottom dwellers of the West who are desperate to get out of the bottom and at least get things moving for themselves. Not as if they're playing bad. They're just not getting the results. So we move into the house. You know, we got to go take care of business and possibly sweep these guys, which you all know, as Kansas City said, it's really hard to sweep teams. It is. It is. And for us, the big challenge is we swept RSL, right? And going can do it back to back matches, sweeping aside. So that's where we were at going into this. Uh, looking at the lineup, we knew that Atuesta was going to be out for the day. So that was going to be a little hard. And of course, Ibiaga had his yellow card accumulation, trouble, you know, uh, stuff that, that, players that were really stepping up in the moment as we were shorthanded. So lineup was different. You know, we had uh, Rodriguez and Arango up top. Yes, Brian was back Uh, in the midfield. You saw Cifuentes, Chris All right. Janela was out there. Uh, Edwards was kind of out there listed as I don't know what. So he was somewhere out in the midfield, up high, up low at times, but he was over on the left side doing his thing. And then you had Kim, who technically played more of a right back situation on the day. Uh, yeah, I mean that, that is what it looked like. Your your, your center backs kind of sorta what's Mario and fall and then far fan kind of on the left side, kind of in the middle at moments, but a little bit, you know, he's still playing D. So it was a little bit of a combination kind of lineup, not really of a four, four, two, or it was really, really odd. It kind of just melded as needed. So that, that was the lineup going into that. Uh, their approach, on the other hand, was pretty much typical as to what we talked about as well. I know we lost Bam here. He was going to give us a little bit of the, <laughs> the approach to the match. I know we lost Brendan for the moment. He's trying to get back on, but I'm going to throw it out there. Their approach was pretty similar to what we've seen before, right? Clog up the midfield, try to take care of a little bit of business, uh, go on and uh, use Fagundas, who's not really all that consistent doing his thing. We do have Bam jumping back on, so I'm going to give him this moment to adjust. Get on and then yeah. throw them right into the fire. Bam, can you hear us, sir?
0: Can't hear you. Can you? Sorry about that. Have a storm going through at the moment. So, internet's playing up a little bit. If it's not there a storm, it is, it's lockdown. <laughs> yep.
1: Storm <laughs> lockdown. But good news is, Bam is back and he's had his first shot. Ooh, what? So yeah, had one, it last night. Right? So. Tony didn't know about
0: that. <laughs> right? So, what'd you get, brother? I had my first Pfizer last night. So, I'll wait six more weeks for my next one. There it is. There it is. I
1: know that feeling. Wait till tomorrow. You'll see. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's got to kick worse. you. It kicks you for a day, and then you're then you're fine. You keep on going. Yeah, so, Bam, we are we are talking about the Austin awesome approach to the game. I mentioned how they kind of clog up the midfield, but what was their actual lineup on the day?
0: Uh, they're doing a 4-2-3-1, and I've got the lineup here so everyone can see who it wants to work. Bring it. Bring it. There we go. <laughs> goes so in. We're gonna keep going to move always- in and... There you go. There you go. Had Stuver in the back. I uh, also had um Lima, Cassante, Romina, and Kolomenic. In the mid we had Beltar, Ring, Strud, Dorussi and Fungundiz. Their forwards was Dominguez. And that's how they ended up coming out with it.
1: Yeah. So again, a very cautious approach to us, try to hit us on a counter. I think that was the, the story of the day for them is to just basically keep us honest as we try to be aggressive as possible. So that, that is what we saw going into this. Of course we were in there thinking, all right, well, we'll see how this plays. It's going to be hard with the midfield that we have, but we got to make it work. Now, Tony, how did things break down in the match?
3: Hey, let's, let's just start it off. So in the first 2 minutes let's just say we om- they, we almost got their fastest goal since we scored our fastest goal um ring to dominguez and he finds Brucey for the goal but unfortunately it was ruled offside by var not by like for- went- fortunately fortunately yes thank god cuz yeah. i was just like well 20 minutes in and this is how we go this is going to be the the uh going forward for every game just we just got to make it through 20 minutes and this is why <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i honestly thought it was legit but then when you saw the replay yeah it was it was off it was definitely off so uh thank god we dodged the bullet there they went to var because var has not been our friend as of late right no. so there's that of course things keep going what happens in the 23rd minute? it
3: so Janella uh, actually finds Ranita, uh, Raita right in in the box, and he has a nice flick where he flicks it over the defender to keep it in play. Finds Chicho, but unfortunately, it, he Chicho doesn't not have enough girth into it to uh, block it to uh, get it in, and I'm blocked by the keeper.
1: There we go. All right, so as we keep on going, the first half pretty much turns into a bit of a slog of a match. Everybody beating each other up, taking hits. Arongo taking an absolute <laughs> hammering continually. It felt like the way Vela was when he was on a streak, is just getting beat up the whole time. Uh, and so we get through this first half, got to be a little bit angry. Not at the way we're playing because it was a rough game. You couldn't expect flow from the way they were doing things but just feeling not quite satisfied at the moment. So second half kicks off. What's our next big moment of the match, sir?
3: Pretty much Kim with the cross His he gets it on the edge, crosses it and it's block. And, and he, he keeps continuing the play, which is good. Like he doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. He just continues, which is great until the play is over. And then it gets rolled by, and then it goes to VAR because was it a handball or was it not a handball? Because um, the the broccoli defenders we will we'll continue calling them pretty much pulls out his chicken wing up in the air and kind of blocks it away. And it's just like, what are you doing kind of thing? But fortunate for us, it goes to VAR and we get the penalty.
1: Very fortunate to us. Um, really? I, I can't believe he stuck the arm out the way he did. There wasn't really a necessity for it. He already had his body in position to block it anyway. But he got caught, you know, he got caught. And I was worried that we weren't going to get the call, right? Because there were some plays earlier in the match that probably should have gone the VAR that we didn't get. Thankfully, we got this one and it paid itself off. So you got to say, like, the celebration. Marvin, how how'd you enjoy that celebration <laughs> from uh, from Chicho there?
2: Oh, it was awesome. I mean, Arango, you could really tell he brings these, like, celebrations and he just really connects the team. You know, you could really see the chemistry between – all the team. I think he's making such a big difference in the locker room. I think you could tell just how everybody gets along so well.
1: there is a definite chemistry you can see within this lineup, and and there's a party atmosphere. Uh, and and Orango, you got to realize Orango's not a young kid anymore. He's a vet, uh, and he's already taking a bit of a leadership role within this lineup, which is beautiful to see from a guy that's just jumped in and. I can't help but think the guys played a little bit of FIFA, right? I mean, with the celebrations like <laughs> something so typical FIFA. So that was cool. I mean, I, I like it. Keep it up. Uh, I've never seen Murillo smile so much in such a short amount of time since he's come around. But that guy's really brightened the mood, you could say, as well, have, having a Rongo around. So good things. That's for sure. Uh, Tony, let's bring this on. What happens next?
3: So and then and then again, Raito finds Chicho again. And is pretty much, I'm going to call this an MMA takedown, like for a yellow, like, let's be honest. It, that was not a normal, like, I'm going to foul you to stop the play. That was literally he tackled him when he was in football or he was taking him down in an MMA fight. Let's be real. Let's be honest.
1: Frustration all the way, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it keeps going. Uh, sixty-six comes around. What happens then, so.
3: sir? <sighs> so, unfortunately, in the sixty-six moment, um, Ring finds Dominguez and he shoots the ball. And unlucky, luckily, it goes. It hits the post, but unluckily, it it rebounds straight to right in front of Moon and uh, Fuentes. But Fuentes, unfortunately, gets a touch on the ball before Moon can even do anything with it, and it goes in and he puts it away. It's one of those. It was literally a bang bang play and. Kim tried the best he could to to just kind of like deflect and do anything. But unfortunately, it, um it was faster than he was and put it pushed it back in.
1: Yeah. And, and within the moment, I mean, to be to be really real about this, we were getting a little casual in the back. And there were moments where you could see they had an odd man rush on us. They had more in the attack than we had in the defense. In many cases, many times at this point, like they were taking risks. Uh, probably unnecessary in the moment, right? But it was happening. And this goal, I mean, yeah, we talk about the bang-bang at the end, but you saw it coming. Like, there was it was clearly coming. You, you saw uh, Mario shift a little too far to the left in the play, and Fall didn't really follow to accommodate for that. So definitely a breakdown. Right up the middle, uh, neither guy was in the position they needed to be for the moment, and they, they burned us. They quite literally burned us, and you could see Mario looking at the kid like, "Dude, what was that all about?" They got to both look at each other because both were in a bad spot in the moment. Yeah, they both were at fault on the play. They let it get too wide, and they gave up this this error. It, it is what it is, and that's football. Most of the goals are coming from the defensive errors, anyway. So, yeah, we suffered on that one, that's for sure. But we keep going, uh, Marvin. Any what was your take on that goal?
2: Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it was kind of obvious that the the center backs were being pulled wide and they were almost playing like alongside the fullbacks, which was really interesting. It was leaving this huge gap in the center and that's where um, Dominguez really took advantage and he got a beautiful pass and yeah, it worked out for them. Um, I think I'm, I'm hoping that there's not communication issues with the English and Spanish between um, Fall and Murillo because I feel like there are communication issues still and uh, Murillo finds himself out of place a lot. Some might say that it's it's necessary for us to, like, transition into attack. But I really don't think that Muriel needs to be so much part of the transition. I think he needs to uh, stay back a little more. And, and this time he wasn't caught off position. He was right. just too far to the – he was just too wide. So I uh, still uh, nonetheless a positioning problem. And I think that – I really hope that, you know, Bob addresses his positioning problems.
1: For sure. Part of me does feel, though, and, bam, you could you could jump on in this. We're used to having three center backs in many cases already this season. In this case, we didn't have three center backs. Now you have two. Do you think maybe that could be the case where they're so used to having that three that you just left that gap in the middle?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think they're used to having that three center backs and having that one push up. And now with only two center backs, the ones they're used to pushing up can't push up anymore. So just a little bit of teething issues. You know, it's going to happen at least it's not 6 weeks ago. Right, we got what 10 and now 9 <laughs> matches to go. I think you
3: can
1: figure it out by the playoffs that. Maybe we'll figure that that out. That's that's for certain. Maybe we'll keep that 3 center back thing going since that one seems to always work for the most part. So, we'll see what happens there. Moving on, uh probably the the moment that that I think all of us were kind of celebrating because it's an edge that we rarely see from this club. What happened in the 79th, Tony?
3: So pretty much the 7 ninth minute, it's nothing, like, the play wasn't, like, crazy or anything like that. It was more of what happened after the play. So Moose decides to kind of be a little uh, spunky with the keeper and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, as Bam, oh, actually, as Bam said, like, he would be so happy if uh, one of our players decided to waste time and throw the ball everywhere and not, you know, do the same and. but the keeper let like they got this back and forth the keeper wasn't too happy and then moose kind of like it went into him or it kind of sparked something into him and moose got the yellow but it sparked something in him that we needed because not even a minute later pretty much uh sifu finds moose through a through through pass and he like literally one-on-one with the keeper and puts it away beautifully and this is He showed so much passion, but then this actually showed a lot more, too, with Chicho because Chicho kind of took him aside and be like, great goal, literally grabbed his face. I'm like, good job. Focus on what we need to keep doing and calmed him down, which was honestly one of the best things I've seen as, of course, like leadership that we quote unquote lack and especially from our striker.
1: Yeah, and it's clear leadership from Chicho. there's there's no doubt he's seeing the vacuum and taking taking that mantle and having a twist out of lineup he just kind of doubles down as well so Mm -hmm. uh we'll talk a little bit more about chicho as well because he does deserve the breakdown today that's for certain what i loved about moose in that moment he could have gone full tilt and like let the guy push him and fall down and could have really made a whole ham out of that thing he did enough though just to get in their heads it didn't pay off it felt like a continuation as well the goal by moose though That was like outside of the foot type of finish right there. It was a a skillful little end to that play. Something that we're not entirely used to seeing from Moose, but the positioning is something we've seen pretty much since the second half of the season is he's his runs are on point. He's always on the edge. He's always active, always moving. So it was only a matter of time for this to happen for him, that one he could actually finish off, which he did in style. Right, Bam? I mean, the positioning, did it stand out to you as well?
0: Oh, It was – it was the Moose that we've seen in the past that had gone missing. He's come back. Yeah. He he was in the right position at the right time. The only thing that I would have enjoyed a little bit more, but I know some people wouldn't have, if he celebrated right in front of Stuva, that would have been a little bit better.
1: Oh, dude, slide on the knees right in front of the goal. No, like... <laughs>
0: no. Nah, nah. just, just stand in front of Stuva, arms out. <laughs> just to take the push? <laughs> Yeah, that would
1: have been cool. Or or grab the net, like run into the net and grab it, you know, like like I'm in there, man. Like, it's, it, again, we like the edge. We like Moose doing this. This is good for the team. You have to get in their heads. You have to do it. Everyone else does it. It's time for us to get into this mix, too. You know, we got Portland coming up. You know, Charo's like shenanigans. <laughs> you know, maybe we can match this for once. You know, it, it's good. It's good. Uh moving through, we have the 94th minute that was a little bit odd. What happened there, Tony?
3: <laughs> Honestly, I felt like this is like for the perfect person to be on the pod for this present. <laughs> um so we have a throw in and log throw in, and it causes a lot of chaos in there because it's just like it gets in, they have a shot attempt, it gets blocked, but it, we never but we don't clear it out and then we ha- and they they get it back, they have another shot attempt. It was literally like that could have been the second goal and we could have actually gone from three to one point after that.
1: The, the slow rolling bounce off of, uh, yeah, that was oh, off Price. of Duke, right? Yeah. Duke, yeah. Yeah. That was torture, right? Just why? And you're like, Hey, so this is how RSL felt. And then it finally just went mm-hmm. out of bounds. Yeah. That was beautiful chaos. And and finally, again, we're on the right side of a bounce. We'll take it. I love the reaction from the Austin players in the moment. Like, what do we have to do? Was, was, was the vibe from them. It was beautiful. I'll t- you know, a little bit of chaos. If you survive it, you can laugh about it later. And so I am here to laugh about it. That's for <laughs> sure. Uh, 97th minute, what goes down?
3: So the 97th minute, uh, mind you, we only had seven minutes and it went longer than seven minutes, which was more torture for us in general. So what it, it is wanna, what it is. I, I want to know where they got the seven minutes from. That's what I want to know. Again, we don't know. We've how many times throughout this season have we've had quote unquote four minutes and turned into seven. You know what I mean? So it's nothing new to us, but I didn't expect it to be this bad, but um, Duke to Moose and unfortunately he misses the goal and uh, if you guys were still on your phones and you saw the live from Duke he literally gives uh, Moose a little, uh, little rib as he's like I would have had an assist if uh, Moose put it away and stuff like that <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm loving this Duke like this is the Duke we want to see from now on waiting for a hard shot he's gonna get one guys it's gonna happen But just just having an edge, another guy that's figured out that we need a bit of an edge and coming in when he came in. It just it was it was right. It was right. It's good. I can't help but feel like the ref at that point was a little pissed at us uh, for some of the the gamesmanship that we were actually participating in that. He just went, forget it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go until the threat's no longer there. And so, yeah, it was like 9830. Right. I mean, it was really ridiculous when it finally ended but it did the torture was over our guys looked tired everybody on both sides pretty much collapsed at the whistle and we walk away with a huge victory Uh, a a critical win uh on the road getting us a streak marvin as the whistle blew how are you feeling man you
2: know i thought i would have been more upset by the scoreline and what happened but actually i was just pretty relieved and just happy for the team you know We've been talking about how we need to get these gritty wins, you know, and just really fight it out. And that's what happened. You know, it's, it might have not have been a pretty win, but they did what they needed to do to get the win. And that's all that matters up there.
1: Right. And nobody cares about how it looked. They care about the, the scoreline. So there it is. Bam, what is your uh, take on this match, sir?
0: Um. Well, I had to find other memes of what means of watching the game, which <laughs> that's beside the point. I ended up watching it with the Austin FC commentators, and they were loving life during the game. They were loving life, especially with their handball call with VAR. They were loving life at that stage. <laughs> Pure um, hate. Pure hate. Yes. Yeah. After it, it was really good, I felt as though with the team we put out there, I would have been happy to walk away with a draw. Like, yeah, it would have hurt losing points, but. The team that was out there missing a twister at the moment really hurts us. Getting a point would have been good, but three points was amazing. I felt good. My bank account felt good. So <laughs> everything felt good. How much did you make on that, sir?
1: If you don't mind me asking. Twenty bucks. Beer money. Oh, sh- Dude, you're talking yeah. like you know. I'm hearing this guy go on social media, and I'm like, he must have won like three hundred bucks, like.
0: That's how I would react on $300. And he's <laughs> reacting on 20 It's all right. B-money, it's B-money, okay. B-money. Yeah, just a little <laughs> no. two leg multi that needed LFC to win and Chicho to score. So I was happy with that.
1: I mean, it had to be pretty much like a minimum bet, right? Yeah, cheeky fiver.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's a simple bet, but it's a good return
1: on, on five bucks. So good. Exactly. Good.
0: Bet to have stuff. fun, not to win.
1: Right. It's still a victory all the way around. Yeah. A wall of victory. <laughs> there it is. Uh Tony, your impressions of the match, sir.
3: Honestly, um called it. <laughs> I was I was like I did say 2-0, but I want but I, I figured it'd be 2-1 because it's like you never know. Again, it's us. We let uh some bad goals in, and so fortunately, this is the season for that. But it it's like I said, it's this road trip is gonna be very crucial to to where we stand on the playoffs, especially coming up again, like I feel like every time we talk, we have to talk about like leading up to the Carson game, because like we can actually <laughs> jump, we can actually jump them. But it's a good to start off on with three points. Like it's as much as we were, we were gonna talk about like everything else that's going on in the league. It this puts us more in we're in control of our our own fate than putting it in, in the, the hands of other people. So it was a good, it was a good two minutes. Unfortunately is a very sloppy game, and we need to clean it up. Luckily, it's against a team who doesn't know what to do at the moment with their lineups, with their players, with everything. Um, moving forward, I hope um, we clean it up, especially going into Portland. But three points is three points at the end of the day.
1: Yeah, exactly. You take the win. And, you know, I was figuring this thing was ugly from, like, the get-go like this thing was ugly and I knew it was going to be ugly. Just looking at what lineups were going to be out there, you figured on it getting ugly and that's okay. You know, like once in a while we need one that's ugly. And so it's okay giving up the pretty for it. It's okay. You know, looking at the stats, yes, we seeded possession, but we didn't see goal chances. We didn't concede opportunities. We still matched them almost equal on passing. Even though they had more possession, it didn't matter uh, because we were more successful in the, in, in their end. You know, it was okay. We could counter it. We could do what we needed to do. Uh, targeting on shots. You know, we were about 50% on goal, which is better than we do in most cases. So again, efficiency wins the day. And in this case, when we had our chances, we took them, which brings me to the guy. I want to isolate. And of course that's a wrong one. You're like, how oh, was easy? You know, isolate a wrong He's like the big star of the game. Yeah. But you got to talk about the things he did. The measurable things we know what he did movement wise, leadership wise, there's no question about that. But it actually shows up in the stats as well. A couple of interesting things I saw he was the most fouled player in the match, and only listed three, but we all know he got fat. He fouled about 14 times, just didn't get the calls. Okay, he took a beating, he never once gave a negative reaction towards one of their players. The whole time he just lobbied to the ref, didn't lose his cool, in many cases, kind of dragged it a bit to get the hits. Right? I mean, he was manufacturing cards on players, like you could see what he was doing. like he was kind of sucking them into things. It was It was calculated. So that was something that was really cool to see from him. Uh, he had the least touches in the match. I thought that was interesting. Of any of the outfield players, he had the least touches. I know.
3: I know. I felt no, like he had the most touches.
1: It was, it was the movements he was making.
3: Okay.
1: Isn't that interesting. So, and efficiency, right? He didn't hold the ball for too long and let it go, and it turned into something else, waiting for it to come back to him again. Again, masterful performance, no doubt. Uh, He also won the most duels in the match. Of anyone out there, he won the most duels, which is kind of crazy, being that he is in the position he's in. What does that mean? Basically, there were 11 duels, he won seven of them. That's pretty good for the guy playing up high, right? You usually lose most. Right. Yeah. That, that's that's the beast that it is. Uh, so that was interesting to see. His expected goals on the day were point nine nine. Yeah. Uh, what did he get? One one. Just we needed to do. Right. It came across efficiency uh, shots on his in his case were just like the rest of the team. Fifty percent. Half in, half out. But he definitely made it count. So on the day, I gotta say it was one heck of a performance by him. It, it it he is just coming into himself. I know we talk about the goals and all that, but it's all the other stuff. Complete package, uh, Marvin. What has your impressions been of Arango? Uh, just even leading up to this match.
2: I like his hunger and his passion. He has a fire that we were lacking before. You know, we saw flashes of it in certain players, like Sifu has. You know, kind of a hunger that's that's special and Arango has that and we've been lacking that in a forward for a while because the person to last have that was Diamande and I think that's why he was such a fan favorite you know because we as fans we just love people who bleed for our colors you know and you could really tell when they have that passion and they want to score no matter what and Arango has that you know and it seems like he has the talent to back it up as well so I think you know he's going to be a new fan favorite.
1: Yeah, easily earning that. You put goals away with this team, you become a fan favorite. It's pretty, pretty natural. Um, It is amazing to see the player that he's becoming after what we saw against Vancouver and Atlanta, right, where he's kind of screwed a little too tight, you could say, uh, trying to get the perfection. And now it's just like, let's hit it. You know, let's roll. Uh, So it, it is great to see the development from him. That's for sure. Uh, that being said, I'm going to jump over to the comments because y'all, y'all like are active tonight. It's a beautiful thing. So <laughs> let me get into the mix here. First, of course, Jonathan's on there. Happy that Marvin's on. We're all happy that Marvin's on. Uh, Jonathan Reimer there with the, you know, episode 100. But I guess recorded 101 tonight. So better uh all love for you sir jason Lemus back in the mix facts copycats broccoli fc i'm telling you it's hilarious like you could have like a people of walmart website we've seen that you could have people of austin and just have a great time i'm telling you the guy with the pringles can shouting the pringles can it's classic stuff (laughs) good uh uh ramon poblano uh basically says hi everyone long time listener uh first time making it live big fan dude ramon all love, man. Thank you for your support. Your continued support. It's even better to have you on for the live one to check out what we're up to over here. Totally cool. Uh Ramon saw Marvin on Geo's show.
2: Yep. I was on uh LA Soccer Hub I just yesterday, actually. So mm. that was
1: fun. nice. Nice. Yeah, yeah, like if you got suckered you into doing Yeah, go for it, go for it.
3: <laughs> no, just saying
2: as soon as you make an like official Twitter page, apparently people want to like have you on the podcast. So that's kind of like- <laughs>
1: <laughs> there it is. Are Are you agreeing to go on for one of those rivalry episodes?
2: Oh, hell no. I will never do that.
1: <laughs> me either. Uh, it's go good. I don't need to give air to rivals. <laughs> they get enough of it already and it's pretty hot. So it's fine yeah. with me. I'm not going to give more good stuff. Go check it out. Check out Marvin on there. And again, LAFC edge people, LAFC edge, uh, Hector Gonzalez. Hey everyone. How do you think the game would have played out if we had a twist on the pitch? I think the team really missed him. To be real, I don't think we would have allowed a goal in this game. And it probably would have been an extra one for us. Yeah. Yeah. There, I, the I, flow that we're used to seeing wasn't there, right? I told you it was messy. That's the guy. That's the reason why. Yeah. Uh, right there.
2: Chris, Chris was okay. He was decent. But I think he, did, he, he kind of threw off the chemistry in the midfield. Not because it's his fault or not because, like, he's not good enough. It's just lack of chemistry overall and experience with Sifu and stuff like that. So I think if a would have been playing, it would have been an entirely different game.
1: Agreed. Agreed. Totally. Ooh, Slim's on here. Slim again, congratulations on episode 100. So Slim Co. says, them chicho thighs though. Sheesh. (laughs) Is it the thighs or the tight short? Because it's like he's wearing one size too small. Had to go there. Both. but it does look like he's like extra muscle on the outside of his thigh, right? If you guys yeah. notice that, there's something sure. something different going on there, you know. Uh, maybe a tumor talking about a guy's thighs. I get it, you know. <laughs> you know you're right, man. He's a kind of dude, honestly, like Chicho's like Shakiri level right there in terms of like just strength, right? Have you, you could have, see you guys,
2: have you guys seen his Instagram comment section? It's all like Colombian women, like just gaga for him you know no
3: isn't it like they want like pretty much all the fans want him back now like oh, they yeah. didn't they yeah, didn't like ap- they didn't appreciate him and now like he's doing so well for us they're like oh yeah. um can we can we have him back please like <laughs> <laughs> oh no, they, so they wanted
1: him back to play they
2: worshipped him they were so sad
1: when he left yeah yeah there was a lot of anger when he left i see why now we all mm-hmm. see why now and uh thank you Millionos fans <laughs> for the amazing development of this player. Uh, we worked out pretty darn well. Uh, Slimco-, Slimco says Twesta had been our most important player the last two seasons. We missed him more than Vela when they're not on the pitch. Right yep. now, yes.
0: 100%. Yes.
1: 100%. Yeah. It, I mean, Twesta is playing like a DP, but he's not. Go for it, Marvin.
2: No, I'm just saying it depends what their form is. You know, Vela in prime form, nobody beats him. But. You know, obviously he hasn't been in that form. And Atuesta kind of took a dip to himself in the early season. But now the last three or four matches, he really picked up his game again. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, he looked tired for a few games there. And maybe this <clears throat> this sitting out of the lineup, I don't know how real the injury is. Or maybe it's just giving the man some rest. Uh, but he's earned it. That's for sure. Uh, Jason, Jason Lima says, Mososki definitely shut up Austin. Respect to the team members coming over to calm him down. And hug him after scoring. Passion, baby. Yeah. It's good, good call, Jason. Yes, Scotty is the man, dude. I, I just again, you have that edge. It's 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 all good things. Yeah. It's
2: not just Nucks. edge. It's
0: it's passion for the badge. Mm-hmm. Having passion pa- for yeah. the badge and putting everything behind it.
2: I wasn't sure if he was like shushing us as fans because we didn't believe in him as much. I don't want to take it negatively, and I, I I still love the guy, but I was also wondering, you know, because. They brought goal. They started Brian. And if he feels like he's been pushed to the back burner, and if that's getting him upset, and he felt like he had to prove himself, this goal redeemed him somehow. You know, I that know. was my interpretation of the whole scenario. But I could be entirely wrong.
3: I was. I think it was just more of like the whole like the whole yellow card from earlier. You know what I mean? This like it could have been, yeah. Because yeah. it's like because it's like again we don't hear what's. It's no longer COVID season. Like we're. When they are no fans, so you can't hear what they're saying, but it it yeah. had to be, like, some game where just like, why are you doing this? Like, you're not even a starter. You're not even on the team. You know, go back to light, something like that. So it could be, like, something where he's telling everyone else in the stadium, as in, like, the Austin fans, the keeper, to just kind of, like, you know.
2: Yeah, probably,
1: yeah. Yeah, and, of course, there's been a lot of hate towards LAFC, so he's got to have something to go with there. There's a lot that he can choose from to, to give that reaction. That's for sure. I mean, Jennings was getting minutes over him for a while there, right? I mean, that was even like, you're down the pecking order, way down the pecking order. But now he's found his way back, and the, 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 the story's not over. We're Old Moose is back, so good things. Hooligan Ox tosses out there. Yo, Marvin, I'm a little late today. Late? You're, you're like middle of the morning over there. So, Sheesh, <laughs> man. All right. All love, Hooligan Ox. Good to see you, Alex. Uh, Alan Marquez, great to see Marvin on the show. It is great to see Marvin on the show. We're extremely yeah. happy to have him on there. I'm kind of freaking out on the comments, though, because it's usually something clicked off of Marvin, so that's a little different. <laughs> <That's really> different.
3: <laughs> I know. I was like, <laughs> kind of... Now I'm just
2: verbalizing it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Now you're hearing it live, people. There it is. (laughs) Uh, Hector Gonzalez at Slim Co. I agree. This is going to be tough to find a solid replacement for a Twesta once he inevitably leaves. Yeah, but not this year. Right? I'll worry about it next year. (laughs) If he does leave, we're getting a pretty penny. That's for certain. So uh, we'll find it. Oh, dude, this is a good one. Pablo Morales says Chicho is our future captain. Heavy no. talk there, man. Uh, Pablo, you know he's
3: what?
1: definitely soul of the club already. He's already he's already getting into that realm. So if you could be a co-captain, he's definitely earned that already. Uh, yeah, I mean he, the leadership is legit. That's for sure. That's for sure. Jason Lemus, one of the best games from Chicho was a boss on the field. Made me forget that Rossi is gone and Vela is doing whatever <laughs> whatever he's doing, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, we're not talking about our three DPs because honestly, they're all replaceable at this moment. They're mm-hmm. not the impact at all, at all. Brian's Gosh. back. He had a great game against the galaxy, but this match, not as much, right? He had Marvin, go for it.
2: No, I was just going to ask you, I have a question for you guys. And that's if, mm-hmm. if we didn't have that own goal previous game and we didn't have a penalty this game, what would we have gotten the result we wanted? I like to think we would.
1: You know, I think if the own goal doesn't happen, a goal still happens in that match.
2: That's what I feel. I feel like the hunger's there, you know? And I think Bob is being a little more conservative now instead of just giving away more leads at the end. He's just trying to be a little more conservative. When we do have a lead after the 70th minute, he, I think he's defending a little more, which is good. I think that's what the
3: fans want, right?
1: Accepting the result. It's a mm-hmm. good thing. Yes, for sure. Tony, you had something you wanted to say, right?
3: Oh, I was just going to say it's just like that. Yeah, I agree with it. Just like if, if we didn't have the own goal, like I, we still get a goal on that stuff like that. Um, I think it's also helps that a Twesta is like literally getting on people's like asses. Sorry for my for the language, but like, but he's like, uh, like last game, he got on everybody for little mistakes. He's like, he's tired of it. You know what I mean? And I think that's resonated. And when you, it's one of those things where it's like, you, ha- like, as much as you know, you have to be yelled at to do what you have to do. You know what I mean? And sometimes being polite sometimes helps, but sometimes in the moment, you have to just be passionate and be like, yo, don't mess up. You know what I mean? But it's all coming, but everyone knows it's coming from like, from love and heart and stuff like that, as to make the team better.
1: Different level of ownership. That's for sure. This is the crew that pleads for the club. Mm-hmm. You know? All good things. Uh, let's see. Moving forward to Hector. Let me get into Hector here. Uh, Hector Gonzalez says, I know he just got here, but you guys been okay if Chicha was the cap for this game. I would have been good with him being the cap. The thing though is Murillo earned it simply because he's the guy. We've been mm-hmm. leaning on him all the way through the highs, the lows. He's the constant back there. And I don't think fall has the debuts that he has or has the moments that he has without a guy like Mario next to him. I just don't. So he earned it because of time served. You could say, could Chicho get a chance to hold the, hold the armband at some point. Maybe, maybe as long as the twist is not on the field, but if a twist is healthy and ready to go, the Twista has to get it back no question exactly. bam you, you wanted why, to add something right
0: yeah that's why i can see a twist not going anywhere i reckon we're going to offer him the permanent captaincy and a contract extension for three four years
2: question it for could be it. Mm-hmm. sorry go
0: ahead go, go ahead. for it go for it
2: i was just going to ask how many captains do you know that are strikers though
3: not a whole lot Cristiano yeah. Messi I,
2: those are the two I thought of.
3: <laughs> like, the it always of ends everything. with those two after that yeah. you're like um
2: they're the exception of everything in soccer <laughs> yeah. but i i personally don't like striker captains i prefer them to be the strong midfielder or a strong defender um it's great to have the passion that arango has and i think he could be a leader on the pitch but i personally wouldn't want him as a captain
0: I can see Arango being the captain when Rossi gets taken off at the 75th minute to rest him for the next game. He's to give the iron band to someone. He passes on to Arango. That's where I see him being that captain. He'll be more of a vice captain during the game. And when it's not around, yeah, he'll step up into that role. But as a permanent captain, I agree with you. I don't see a striker being a permanent captain.
1: Got to figure that the, the, the captain's the guy that's got a jaw at the ref all game. And strikers are going to do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so it's like now I got to listen to this guy that's been yelling at me, laying on the floor all game. Like, right, I'm not listening. But you have a twist on the other hand, who's grinding all game. There's definitely a little level of respect there for a guy that's grinding. So, yeah, I mean, he could get again. I think Bam's probably right. You know, it's the guy that gets handed to because he's earned it for the day. After one goes off, that that totally makes sense. Uh, moving on to Jason Lemus, and he says Stuver can eat a broccoli. <laughs> boy he had a freak out didn't he that was fun to watch yeah it was i mean he was trying to generate a yellow card for moose that was that was funny for sure uh jason lemus also brings up they went like nine extra minutes not cool yeah that was angry ref moment like i think he was just he needed a snickers bar (laughs) pretty much so bizarre. Uh, Hector Gonzalez, is the league not – oh, this is a good one. Is the league not taking us seriously? The guys on Extra Time practically called LAFC fool's gold. For context, the guys on Extra Time were calling us to win MLS Cup this year before the season started. So for them to come off calling fool's gold is pretty much calling themselves out. Right? I
2: I think the league was taking LAFC too seriously, and that's why fans got mad. Not 2019. That was prime LAFC. Everyone should have predicted we were going to win the season. That's fair. But, like, I think fans around MLS get upset that when we're doing bad, we're so hyped up to be, like, the best team. And we're like, maybe we're not, you know? So I think now it's kind of reversing itself. And now it's like they're balancing that view, which I don't agree with to call us full school, by the way. I disagree with that.
1: I'm going to take it like this. Write us off. Please. Every writer in the league. Please write us off. I beg of you to write us off. Look the other way. Don't watch what we're doing. Pay attention to somebody else. One Go hang out Carson if you want.
2: One of the but biggest, leave us
1: alone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go for it.
2: One of the biggest issues I have is that like everybody comes to play us like if we they're going to win the MLS Cup. And we haven't been informed for like a year now or over a year. And it's like, could you guys calm down? Like, don't make like. This is not winning the MLS Cup when you guys win us, and like it just it makes winning like so extra hard when like they take it so seriously against us compared to every other team in the league. It's like I they're think playing battle or something.
1: Yeah, like they play for the death. I think the reason why is they fear us. Nobody wants to play this team in the playoffs. Let's be real. So if you if you can kick us while you're down, you're gonna do that because one, you need the points. Two if you can find a way to keep us out of that playoff line, you're going to do everything you can to do it. Cause you know that if you get us in a playoff series, we are so dangerous. This team in the playoffs, this chemistry that we're seeing with the young guys, the grinder victories that we're starting to get, that's what playoff wins are going to look like. That ugly match that y'all just watched this week. That's your typical MLS playoff vibe right there. No flow, ugly grind out, get beat up, but you found a way through. That's how the playoffs work. So, Can you think of anyone sitting on the right side of the playoff line that goes, oh, yeah, well, LAFC would be a good placement for us. That can get us out of the first round. Hell no. No, not one. You know, and right now, let's be real. It looks like if the way things play out and we still play well, we get results. You all know what the matchup's going to be. It's looking so obvious already. It's going to be us versus Carson. The question is who's serving as the home team in that round. It's playing that way. I'll bet anybody when we get to playoffs, because I'm feeling good about it now, it's going to be Carson in the first round. Whether we like it or not, it just looks like a collision course at this point. And you got to know that they're fearing that for sure. It just, it looks like it, it feels that way. Just it's how things work out. So do you think anybody wants to play us? No. Call us fool's gold, write us off. Look the other way. We'll keep building. We'll poster that up on the locker room. And we'll get ready for all you guys to hurt some teams. So that's fine. It's good.
3: Call us fools. gold. I love it. Tony, you want to add anything to that? No. It's just it's like I said. Like the best way to say it is like we're at we the Lakers. Like when we come in, they always want to play against us to show us because it's like usually we're on prime time, and there's also more eyes on their game to show like who what what whatever team we play. It's like if they're not established or they're like a. Low market team, they just like this is why we here, like blah blah. blah we beat, you know what I mean. It's like a chip, you know what I mean. It's, it's like a, a chip symb- on the shoulder.
2: Symbolic, yeah, it's a symbolic mm-hmm. win for them, and if they're not that great, well, they won LAFC. They're doing good, you know.
1: <laughs> it buys the, it buys time in the contract for the for the coach of whatever team it for is.
2: Real. It, really it really does. It really does.
1: It gives the talking heads more to talk about. All good things, Jonathan, teach you a future captain. Uh, yeah, we I think we cover that one pretty well. Uh, Jonathan does agree on Chicho as the captain mentality. Good stuff, Pablo Morales, official captain Jonathan, because he's already leading in and out of the pitch. It's obvious, so he's re- re- replying to Jonathan uh, yeah. Reimer there. Uh, future official captain Pablo's going heavy on this one, really. On the Arango train, it's okay to be on the Arango train, and of course, Rastagary, he calls it. I heard this in the chat during the match. Arangol. We have a new term. Shall we use this gentleman, Arangol, whenever he scores? It's getting that <laughs>
3: frequent. I'm just saying, all the times I hear Arangol, I just have Philly's freaking song stuck in my head. <laughs> 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 Shout out kind to of, Defenders. I kind of want that <laughs> as a cheer, not going to lie.
1: Hey, we'll play off of that for sure. Hooligan Ox agree, Pablo. We need a true leader out there. And we can see it in, from Chicho. Uh, Pablo Morales says, I have I had a great time in Austin Well, Black Army had a great time with Los Vertus. I had great conversation with Austin Anthem. Uh, one of them openly told me they got really inspired by the 3252. If hitting the copy button is inspired, that's cool, man. That's cool. Zzz, zzz, there it goes. All right. Fine by me. Good stuff, Pablo. Hey, Pablo. Good stuff. Being an ambassador out there, showing the right side of things in football, uh, building bridges on the road, right? Keeping it friendly, keeping the banter going. Of course. Uh, that's what it's about going on the road, having a good time, not making it all negative and getting, getting stupid out there. Nah, man, LAFC fans. Once again, on this road trip showed pure class. Thank you to all of you who went. We're only hearing good things. Uh, Pablo Morales. I took that as a compliment. New MLS is friendly and all about the culture. It's a fascinating topic worth of a pod episode. Yeah, the culture and building a culture for sure. For sure. Maybe we can get one of the Austin pods to jump on with us and we can have that kind of conversation. I know that we're all down for it. So maybe we'll work something out on that in the future. Be fun. Ernesto Moreno. The the game is the game and sometimes the ball rolls our way. Right?
2: Yeah, we have we haven't gotten lucky in a long time, and like it was literally so much bad luck game after game after game. To get lucky, like kind of lucky in two games, is like it finally feels good, you know. There's nothing wrong with having a bit of luck
3: on your side. Like I said, it's football. Yeah, I mean, chance.
1: Yeah, that's football. The ball is round. Ninety minutes, anything goes. That's it's, it's expected. Yeah, and you know you look back to, again. I always looked back to the Vancouver game because that was the most snake bit game we've ever played in. Uh, where it's like, if it could go wrong, it did go wrong, especially on the offensive side of things. It's just nice to see us finally getting it. Definitely. Oh, Team Bonilla says, when Vela comes back, how do y'all think the chemistry will be on, uh, on top will be? It's a hard conversation. We're definitely willing to say it. Right now, I don't feel he's in the starting lineup yet because of the chemistry, which is hard <laughs> to say because it's Carlos freaking Vela. But we haven't seen that Carlos freaking Vela in nearly, what, two seasons? So that guy that instantly gets a spot in the starting lineup hasn't shown up in nearly two seasons. Let's be real. I would see him as a super sub. If he can take that, it's cool. We're going to talk about Portland in a bit and how Diego Valeri has turned into that guy as he's eased himself back. He's not a full-time 90-minute player, but he's still making an impact being the guy off the bench, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. That could be Vela's role in the interim. Since he is coming back from injury, that might be the wisest move, especially want to keep him healthy for next year, too. So if he stays, we don't know. So there it is. Uh, anybody else want to add to that from team? Bodine? Yeah,
2: I have a take on that, that I feel like Vela's unhappiness. It seems to be rooting from his contract, from what we saw in that uh, Galaxy or was it the All-Star game? Sorry, the
3: All-Star, game?
1: All-Star game, yeah.
2: Um, you know, obviously it seems like there's contract problems and if, if he's going in with that negativity, I'd rather not have him on the pitch, even if he isn't injured. I think if they fix his money, uh, his, you know, compensation issues that he has with his contract and then all for the best and let him on the pitch if he's happy. Cause I think when, when Carlos Velo is happy, he plays amazing. And if. They're not going to renew his contract. I don't even know if I want him on the field because he's just—he's probably going to be an, uh, an energy suck for the for the entire team. I think he's going to bring too much negativity. I think that was part of the issue too when he was there with Rossi, who wanted to be transferred out, you know, weeks and months ago. And on top of his contract problems, I felt the the, the team just felt very negative on the field. It's nice to have these yeah. new guys like Arango. And even Janela getting a chance and Duke getting a chance, these are these are kids who are hungry and they don't have those biases happening right now with contracts and all that, other transfer talks and all that. Like they're just there to prove themselves and it's clean, pure energy and it's coming off on the team. My my concern is if Vela comes back without that contract that he wants, is he going to bring back that negativity? That's my concern.
1: Yeah, again, where's his head at? We're in a situation where we're looking to our two main DPS, and you couldn't look to them towards the end, because their heads really were seeming to be in another place. And I think Vela showed his showed his hand during the All Star break; like it was not necessary to go there, but he did. So we'll see, we'll see uh, where where it all works out with him. If he does get his head in the right place and he's got something to prove, because most guys in a contract year come out with something to prove, not not complaining about it, just go do the work. We'll see where his head's at. That's for sure. Uh, Jason Lemus, being the underdogs is always the best story to tell in sports. I love being the underdog, especially with a team that's undervalued. This is good. This is good. Uh, Hooligan Ox says, I don't know about Villa coming back. I really wouldn't want to start him, maybe as a sub or something, but even then, I'd be a little hesitant in doing so. Again, he has his moments, guys. So the, you, you are definitely thinking hard about this. You know, what he's done for the club is massive. What can he do for the club now is the real question. So good stuff. Hooligan. Uh, Hooligan also says, I'm more confident with our guys now than with Vela on the pitch. I think we're all, I think it's almost unanimous. Uh, Tony, you're, do you agree with that? You feel more confident with him off the pitch right now? Yeah. Oh, thumbs 100%. up. Marvin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Marvin, thumbs well. up or thumbs down on that take. Uh,
2: I'm in the middle. I'm in the middle. I want Vela back if he's happy. If he's not, stay off the pitch
1: right the mindset has to be right if the mindset is right dude you're crazy not to play him that's for sure bam thumbs up thumbs down yeah you know you feel good with what we got out there that's for sure I'm feeling the same way right now unless his head like Marvin says is in the right place dude we we can't we can't work through things with what nine yeah. games to play no it's what works in the moment for sure bam
0: yeah go for it like in in, in playoffs like even if his head's not 100% in there, I'd have him on the bench in case he goes to penalties, bring him out for that. Because I reckon he's one of the best penalty takers we've got. Other than that, the kid's doing great. They're playing for, with passion. They're playing with heart. They're playing to play. Keep him how it is. Right. Run with
1: it. It's good. All right, we're going to move on to club and community for the moment here. Uh, Tony, what have you got for us for club and community, sir?
3: Um, well, one of the biggest ones that we um, need to talk to, unfortunately, we'll start off on a on a very sad note is um, Pride Republic. Um, they they need their help. Uh, we, they need our community to help uh, one of their. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just blanking on the name just because it's just like it's it's kind of it's kind of sad, but um, one of the uh, I think the, if I remember the president or. Um, his wife is going through a liver, a liver damage and stuff like that. Um, Defenders in their link has a GoFundMe, they're a third of the way. But again, we need this as a community to help each other out because it's one of those things where unfortunately it's life hits us really hard and we need to just help each other out.
1: How about Dexter, right? Mm-hmm. And his wife.
3: Yeah. Dex. Yes.
1: Dex is pure class guys. One of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Um, Yeah, definitely go to Pride's links. Check it, Defenders, as well. Dex creates all their designs, all their their posters for episodes and all that. He does that. I know they were in the process of moving to another state when all this kicked down. So, yeah, give as much support as you can in this moment. Definitely we're with them, for sure. Um, Other club
3: and communities, sir, anything else you want to bring up? Um, Of course. Anytime you tweet and post Instagram or anything, kick childhood cancer. I know uh, our fellow BAM has been really good about that with it, the community, with the pod fam and everybody he's been communicating with. So um, if you're going to, you know, just put a social media, just don't forget to put a kick uh childhood cancer just because it's like, it's just a dollar. It, like they donate mm-hmm. a dollar and it's not, it's not too hard. Just a couple seconds just to uh, post it on whatever you're posting about your food, about the place you're visiting and everything like that.
0: And after there a couple of times, your phone will, will remember the hashtag. So what she starts to type a hashtag, it'll be there. To just, Hit it make it happen
1: there it is good stuff um other things of course reviewing parties for this weekend uh the funniest one i heard of so far sorry guys i'm gonna say it is is black army is gonna be at darewolf wolf as is the crew it's separate watch parties on different floors but something tells me it's gonna be very different by the time we get to game day so we love you crew black army loves you we're kind of in the same building it might be a joint party. It might not. But we're still there together. All good things. Uh, go to darewolf It's going to be fun. No doubt. No doubt about that. It's great. And it's in Pasadena. So go check it out. You got two groups to hang out with. You could spend a half with each if you want to. If we're not going to, we'll figure it out. But that's good. Um, I know Global Diplomatic is actually dro- dropping off uh, the donated items to the charity or to the to the, the orphanage in Tijuana this weekend. Uh, Jonathan Reimer is a great source to check in with if you want details on on how to get there. Uh, they are looking for 3252 members to go down to Tijuana to help. Uh, it's a it's a huge program uh, going on. A lot was donated. It's really impressive. So if you can make your way down to Tijuana this weekend, please do so. Check with Jonathan. There might be a way to get there. It might be a little easier if we you know communicate with the man, the myth, the legend. Do that um and uh if you can get down there go for it i know that i think it's moose from ba he's actually living down there so i think he might actually be there as well so mm-hmm. again support if you can i know it's hard getting across the border right now it's kind of tricky but do what you got to do um outside of club and community there are other viewing parties check them out
3: please do cool. so Lucky's moving on lucky. from i was gonna say mm-hmm. lucky's at lucky bowen's uh cuervo's of course a uh, Bar, uh, Barney's, and uh, TSG, of course, at Beer Gardens in Career Town.
1: And I'm sure EB is going to probably be at Rowdy's again, because that place mm-hmm. totally rocks. So go check it out if you're on the IE. And I know the I think Pomona Casuals are going to be doing one in Pomona, so go check that out. I think I saw one popping up from them, so go take a look. Ooh, for sure, Jon- for sure.
3: Jonathan posted mm-hmm. uh, 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Casa Hunger de Esperanza in TJ for
1: we post that up there so y'all can see that. So those can see that. Yes. 11 a.m. to at Casa Ogar de Esperanza in Tijuana. So again, Jonathan can help you with directions and all that. So reach out to the man. It's good. <laughs> good things. Thank you, Jonathan, for posting that up on the fly. Uh, of course, Ox gave you the hashtag for kick childhood cancer. Use it. Make it happen. All right. Moving on. Uh, I guess you can call his community. Bam, you have the floor. What do you want to
0: talk about right now? Well, he's he's still still technically our player, so we're going to talk about him a little yeah. bit. The one and only Diego Rossi, who had the eyes of Europe on him this, this afternoon for you guys, this morning for me. Played a full 90 minutes in the Fenerbahce's Europa League game against Frankfurt. First minute, he had a one-on-one with the keeper. Rossi, one-on-one with the keeper. Kicked it straight at the keeper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Tenth minute, he had another shot at goal. He gets blocked slash saved by the keeper. Falls at the feet of Ozil, who just powers it through for a 1-0 um, up for Fenerbahce. 41st minute, Frankfurt equalizes. Ninth minute, now this was a beautiful pass by Rossi. Rossi splits the defenders with a beautiful pass to lead onto an attacking player who gets fouled by the keeper and goes to a penalty. Penalty is saved, bounces back. Barisha gets there to, to score. Unfortunately, Barisha encroached during the penalty kick, so it gets waved off. They end of the game with a one-one. So, good result for Rossi. Play a full ninety minutes of European f- football. So, nothing, something to keep an eye out for. So his direct I, I, actions led to both goals, correct? Yep.
2: I yep. think they should they should Dude. have let him kick it. I mean, the the person who kicked it was I think he was young, but I hated the coaching of the game. Um, the coach put in five subs at once, in like the eight, like late seventieth, eightieth minute. It was really annoying. And then they he put in this young striker, and this striker, like he's the one that got fouled with when Rossi gave him the pass that led to the penalty. And, but he got the ball like he wanted to kick the penalty, but he's like a young striker. He's not very experienced. like Rossi totally should have kicked that. So yeah. it really but, irritated him for that.
0: Yeah. that. From the highlights, which I'll put up in um in our group chat and all that, and we'll put it out there on socials, It Rossi played a really good game.
1: It's sounding like if he keeps this going uh, uh the sale will happen, folks, if he
0: keeps this up. I mean, well, starter no, 90 though, minutes. It might not be a sale to Fenerbahce. He's only there on loan. Ooh. Other clubs can come knocking still. Watch
1: Frankfurt come knocking. That would be hilarious.
2: I heard there's yeah. a gentleman's agreement with the LAFC that he's already like four years contract going into. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah I mean, I have heard something. I heard the team can't sign right now because of financial issues, but they want him. Um, and as soon as those like financial constraints open up, they're going to sign him for four years. That's what I read.
1: That works. Uh, Let's let's hope that's the case and and we we see our boy move on and officially become, well, one of theirs. He's already mixed in, so it's good. It's good. All right, so uh, now this brings us on to another lovely, lovely tradition that we do on the show called the Black and Gold Vinyl Club Minute. Uh, And in this case, the new guy is always the guy that gets hit with this. So guess what? It's Marvin. Give us your choice for this week, sir
2: uh all right uh the song i'm choosing is called rbb by Low Life. they're an aussie punk band and um i don't watch australian soccer sorry bam i don't watch it but um rbb stands for red and black block which is the it's like the fan group of the western sydney Wanderers football club and that team doesn't really matter to me but this is a really kick-ass punk song about loving soccer and being a soccer fan and every time I go to an LAFC game I put this song on and it's just I just walk out to it Cause if you love soccer and you love music you gotta listen to the song <laughs>
1: Do, you know how much I'm loving this right now, Marvin. Like, I, like, like.
2: I, I I wasn't even watching him What is he? Was he flipping out because he hates the team? Uh, no,
3: it's, it's, it, I don't even know what he was doing. I'm just laughing because it's just uh, like it's a rival. It's like he has to just get it in. He just yeah, got so in. The, the
1: veins are popping so hard. I'm worried that the uh, <laughs> the dose he just got's going to squirt out of his arm. That that that's how much the man is flexing right now. um that that and he's having a good laugh, right? Am I gonna let him talk yet? Because the one and only Monty from Expos is a huge fan of said club, so there's a little rivalry going on here. So, yeah. So I'm laughing because because we love you, Monty, and I hope you're hearing this because you're probably enjoying every second of this at Bam's expense, which I love even more. Uh, but it's good because because RBB like. Go watch the culture, like check the check check the chance, like it's it's legit, dude. And you are gonna hear some similarities. You are uh because they got that. But that being said, Bam, you have the floor.
0: Come back <laughs> <here>. Look, Bone <sighs> Boys are still number one. That's all I'm gonna say. But I I do gotta say what the RBB has done or did do because unfortunately with the league here the thirty two fifty two wouldn't be ha- wouldn't happen here. It gets crushed by the league. The league doesn't didn't want that. Things are slowly changing. We're slowly getting that back. Um and I hope that both teams, all teams in the L can get that back and to once again show that Melbourne boys are still number one.
1: Hmm. There it is. The I the think... rivalry had to come out handed. To- but do they have a kick-ass
2: mm-hmm. song like RBB? That's what I'm asking because
0: that song is pretty dope. I'll I'll put up a song that we have where it uses security footage of an incident that happened between both clubs' fans. <laughs> <laughs> Do,
3: oh, do you see something
1: church? developing right now in this episode? I think we're having <laughs> oh, no. a moment of... If, if someone could throw a plastic chair right now, they're probably doing it right in this
3: moment. Well, does yeah. that does look a quick show.
1: <laughs> Cargo shorts, plastic chairs. You just see it happening. You just do. You just do. Outdo, outdoor dining. We, we've seen these moments and it's, it's kind of happening right now. Uh, dude, good choice. I gotta say because it does kick. The song kicks. It's cool it's based off the supporter culture, which we love. And RBB has had an influence on the 3252. Sorry, bam. It's true. Uh, He knows Um, we've taken some influence from them. That's for certain of all the things that we've kind of picked across the world. Uh, RBB has definitely had an effect. Uh, Thanks to Monty and his contributions to the 3252. So there is a friendly vibe towards, towards that side, but also towards Bam's side as well. Cause I am on the Melbourne <laughs> Victory side as well. So, there you go. <laughs> I'll uh, be on your side. Bam. We love you, Bam. It's I'll okay. Zane can come down now. It's all I'll right. Be
3: on, I'll be all on right. your side since I'm very don't know about Australian s- football, so I'll be on your I'll be on your side for this one. <laughs>
2: what is does play for?
3: Uh he plays
0: for Central Coast Mariners, who just last night released a new kit for this season coming up. Before we went live, Western United, the third Melbourne team, released their new kit for the season coming up. Um, yeah, urania has been playing well up in the Central Coast. I saw him play a couple of games down here in Melbourne, so we'll be keeping an eye on him again this season. He signed a contract extension to stay one more year.
2: He was a dude. He's been playing
1: well, so yeah, he's earned it. He's <laughs> earned it. In case you saw Western Western United, uh, they look kind of like Austin.
0: It's, it's yep. trippy. They do. They still haven't so. got a stadium yet either.
1: Oh man, terrible! Because that team, like you could kind
0: of see, they kind of wanted to go our direction, in a way. It just <clears> hasn't throat> happened throat> yet. So. From what, from some of the inside words that we've had, some a clubs have been at the bank. Yeah, that is true.
1: That is true. We are influencing the world. It's a beautiful thing. All right, so. Thank you Marvin for the excellent choice cuz dude we got this whole conversation out of it. Well done <laughs> sir. Uh dude, he did good. Good hit. You know, I was tempted to to throw in, you know, Radiohead and the Bends and and uh green plastic trees since you know we're playing plastic trees back to back. Uh plastic clubs back to back. We know. Yeah, it goes. So, I was <laughs> Tempted to go that way, but dude, I, I gotta give it to Marvin. So let's transition on to yes, the match against the green plastic pitch, uh Portland. So Yay. yes, uh talking about green plastic pitches. Marvin, how has Portland been doing lately?
2: Oh, how have they been doing? Uh you know, I don't know the run of form as of late, but I saw the the game yesterday versus uh mm-hmm. who was it uh Colorado. And- Versus Colorado, yeah, and it was, like, 1-1 up to the, like, 85th minute, and then, like, Colorado scored at the 86th, and then Portland scored at the last minute, like, in the – well, like, in overtime, like, 95th minute or something, and tied it up 2-2, which, you know, is not as good for us on the table. It's not very good for us because now they're a point above us, but this is my positive take on it is that if they would have lost yesterday – at home, they wouldn't have allowed another loss at home at their stadium when we played them next <laughs> week. So they were like that, – that That draw for them looked like a victory because they thought they were going to lose this 95th minute, and they tied it up, and they celebrated the hell out of that goal. And for them, it's a win. So, you know, being selfish and perceiving it as an LAFC fan, I was like, you know what, that's good that they got the tie because tomorrow – I mean, next week we're going to beat them, and we're going to go above the 90th minute, so.
1: Yeah, and I'm kind of feeling Yeah, anytime there's a Western Conference rival, because both cases, Colorado's there too. If they can sacrifice two points, either one, we'll take it. Ties are okay. Ties are okay. Get your wins. You pass these teams. It's good. Um, Run a form. I'll just throw it out there so you guys know what's going on with Portland. They have been playing well uh, coming into this. Out of their last four matches, they've got three wins. They're not like Pushover wins. It's been a 2-0 victory over Seattle on the road. That was pretty emphatic if you saw that win. Mm -hmm. A 2-0 victory against Houston. Okay, it's Houston. Uh, A 1-0 victory against Vancouver. Well, I mean, Vancouver had been turning it around leading into that. So these are legit. And and honestly, Colorado has been playing good, especially after they got a certain former LAFC player There seems to be chemistry there. Uh, so they are results they did lose 3-1 to Austin in a bizarre match that was not <laughs> typical of them so that did happen but I will say look at their last four matches this team is on the upswing they are defending's never that great with them but you know you can kind of see it but you know they haven't allowed a lot of goals that's the other thing in this in this streak so we'll see We'll see what happens. That That is their form. They're, they're on the right side of it. They look to have found a lineup It's pretty decent. There has been a little bit of shuffling, but we'll talk about the lineup in a few seconds here. Yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is. Now, Bam, you you have some highlights from the last match because it was pretty entertaining, right?
0: It, it was. The fact that the first goal didn't come until the 64th minute, I have no idea how that happened. They were just shooting left, right, and center both sides. They were just... Either going a little bit too high, a little bit too wide, getting blocked. It was really out there. The main um, highlights of the game, 33 minutes, um, Loma gets a yellow card for three for his third foul in three minutes. Nine minutes later, uh, Twiloma again steps on Max' ankle, and then goes in for a hard tackle on Galvin, gets a second yellow, red card. He misses our game, thankfully, because he is a good player. 64th mm-hmm. minute, Lewis opens the scoring for Colorado. Nice quick passing in the box Le- leads it to Lewis with a nice little kick around the keeper for the goal um, 66 minutes Padres cops the yellow for argument 67th minutes Mora equalizes it was a free kick that f- it was a nice free kick falls to Blanco in the box he comes off his thigh across the face of goal to mora f- to head home. Little stat about that—that that goal. That was the first headed goal Colorado's conceded this year. Wild.
3: That's crazy. Huh.
0: That's odd, right? Very odd. Yeah. Th- this long into the season, yeah. that's your first headed goal conceded. Eighty-second um, minutes, Clark gets a yellow card for time wasting. Eighty-seventh minute. Now this goal here. This goal. Go look it up. Mm-hmm. Boris scores a goal from the byline. Crossing it with the outside of his foot that hits the back post and goes in. It Dude, was that, a magnificent I mean, goal.
1: Magnificent? Was it even meant to be?
0: Oh hell no. That wasn't no, it wasn't meant to be that a a, I
1: mean, that was a Clark like Clark screw up. Let's be real. Like he yeah. owns this. He is a total gaff. Uh all the way. I know it was an odd situation to get yourself into, but he really did get himself turned
0: around. For real. He did, he did. So yeah. Um then in the Ninety 91st minutes, Blanco Equalizes closes again for Portland. That goal is a typical FIFA PS5, PS4 goal, cross the face. In that, that's what it was, really. That's that's what it was. Some of the key stats for the game, as I bring up here.
1: All uh, right. Oh possession. I have to give him the fancy. Give give him the moment here. Damn uh, uh, needs uh, his moment. Ready? Um, here yeah, it goes okay.
0: bing. Yeah. There you go. There we go. Uh, Possession, we had um, Colorado were up 62% to 37%. Shots, Colorado were up again 24 to 11 with seven on goals to Portland's four. Corners, fairly even, six for Colorado, five for Portland. Crosses, Portland had 20, Colorado had 43. That's what? One every two minutes? Yep, pretty much. What
1: the hell is that? (laughs)
0: I don't know. Fouls. Um, one thing that Portland won: eleven fouls to nine. They had three yellows each and one red to Portland. Total team expected goals: two point seven to two. So obviously Portland didn't get have didn't reach theirs, and Colorado matched theirs expected goals. So the main highlights from the game.
1: So you're kind of wondering with 43 crosses, I mean, did they have Edwards playing for Colorado in this match? Because that's (laughs) wild.
0: Yeah, like when I saw that, I'm like, no, that's got to be wrong. I checked three different sites and it all said 43 crosses.
1: It's just like just hitting the hope into the middle. Like It's just really, really odd. Um, I mean, I guess you don't want to play the ball on that pitch, so you might as well just wing it. I don't know. Maybe that's what's going on. So that being said, Tony, give us the good, bad, and the ugly of Portland. What's going on with these guys? Like, who's standing up? Who's not?
3: The usual characters, as always. But then again, it's like, always, it's like, when it comes to our rivals, it's like, we always have to just throw out whatever they're doing, because they always just show up for us, to be honest. You know what I mean? It could be Portland. It could be Carson. It could be Seattle. They just like to show up for us, no matter what... run a form they're at is just oh we're playing we're playing they're playing us we have to get back to where we at and stuff like that so but again it's the usual there's usual stuff like the char brothers um as we were saying someone who is no longer a starter but as we were saying earlier with vela is like getting into that super sub role um what was his name joseph like right now it's like blanking my head valeri yes valeri, valeri. yep Diego Valeri, yeah. So, um, like I said, it's, like, especially, like, as Marvin was saying, especially after that win where they celebrated as a win, it's because they had the 10 players and watching that game. And, like, I was, like, what is going on? How are you not How – how is Colorado not, like, destroying them? Because it, they, like, bunkered down and kept it close. it kept it tight. And – while there were so many mistakes there, they still were able to come back and keep their momentum going and get the goal back.
1: Which might explain all the crazy crosses, right? Cause they're short. Mm-hmm. They just got to hit it and maybe hope for a good bounce. That makes perfect sense in that case. Uh, but yeah, they, you know, they, their game plan was kind of thrown out the window with that, but they still followed through. Uh, that's for sure. Now looking at recent lineups, You're not going to be shocked by this lineup. They're just set up. They're going to play the 4-2-3-1. It's what they do. It's their style. They love to control and clog the middle when necessary and hit you on counters from the outside. That's what they do. It explains the crosses as well again because they play out so wide. You're like, well, who's doing it? Where's it coming from? Well, Clark will probably be your goalkeeper again. No question about that. Your back line, though, is going to be a little bit different. It looks like it's probably going to be Claudio Bravo uh, as your left back, Zuparic uh, and Mabiala as your center backs. They've been super consistent as the center backs for this side. That's not a big shock. Uh, the big question will be right back. Since Tui Loma is out, uh, Jose Van Ranken is probably the guy coming in uh, for this, which he the reason he's there is the reason why far fans with us, let's be real. <laughs> uh, and right. Uh, so even though he's had some on and off moments, that's the guy to go to, especially with this, with, with this uh, suspension going on uh, your defensive midfielders. Here's a shock. It's Diego Chara. There he is again. Uh, and then Christian Paredes, sometimes fo- uh, vote, plays there, but let's be real. If Paredes is healthy, Paredes is in uh, that. So that's pretty strong in defensive mid. Your outside mints so you're on the left side, probably going to be Darian Uh right side, Yimmy Chara, who's really come into his own uh, with the side. I mean, he, we knew he was good already, but really he's having a, a good season, a really good season for them. Uh, so it's looking right. And, of course, who's your central mid? It's going to be Sebastian Blanco, who's having probably one of his best seasons he's ever played. Uh, really, again, injuries got him last year, right? It's it, It's been trouble, but he is full fitness, and you can see. Really dangerous, uh, and then the center forward situation. The guy that always hurts us is now in San Jose, so that's a beautiful thing. Uh, hey. But it should be Felipe Mora for this match. That that's I don't see it looking any other way than that lineup. I I'm really solid about this one. That's what to expect. And you're going to be like, but 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 Diego Valeri's like back again, right? Yeah, Diego's back. But did you know? The last time he played full 90 minutes was July 21st against who? Us. The game we blew up there. That's the last time he played a full 90 minutes, guys. He's not that guy anymore, it seems. He's getting the limited minutes. He's coming in as a super sub. Maybe he's not 100%. Uh, Again, he's an older player. But he, of course, being Diego Valeri, will sacrifice anything he can for the clubs that he plays for. He'll take that role for the good of the order. That's Diego Valeri. He's a warrior. So do I expect him to start? No. Do I expect him to play? Heck yeah, he's going to play against us. We just don't know when we're going to see him. But that that's what we're looking at. Uh, who can come off the bench? You have uh, Fochive like I mentioned, could be your your other guy in defensive mid. Zach McGraw, another young defender. Seeing how they're shorthanded because of a suspension, could get minutes in this match. Uh, Yaroslav Nyskoda. Uh, definitely could see minutes as this if Marora gets kind of tired or they need to add a second striker into the mix. Nias Gota could be an option there. Uh, Marvin Loria, Santiago Moreno, Renzo Zambrano all get minutes. I'm not sure what we're going to see from them in this match. I don't expect a whole lot of minutes from those guys, but they're there. They're definite options. We'll see where that plays itself out in terms of who's out. Bam, it's been pretty straightforward. Who's
0: missing for them today? Yeah, it's or, the usual, like they've been out for, um, like all the injured players have been out for a few weeks and are expected to be out for a few more, so you got uh, Etanella, Jerome, Williamson, Polo, and obviously Tui Loma out on a red card, which I'm kind of thankful for.
1: <laughs> He's a, he kind of hacks though. I mean, dude, getting two yellows by the 41st minute is pretty epically bad. But
0: yeah. oh yeah, but he is a strong defender though. He's a strong defender who can yeah, no. stop us. He- so with him out yeah i mean I'm we could feeling a little bit more confident
1: yeah we could definitely use him in our, our lineup let's be real so yeah uh it's a big loss for them especially in the situation that they're in uh we are chasing them it's getting close we'll talk about the playoffs in a few moments here uh so do you guys think there's any other aberration to the lineup for them is that pretty much what we're going to that, hey.
0: see that's what we're going to see that's what we're going to see Straight
1: up very predictable. That's for sure. The big question is, who's going to play for us? That's the real talk. Who's available, who's not? I know there's a lot of days until we play this match. We're getting it kind of early, Thursday match, you know. But, yeah, we got to figure out who's in the lineup, who's going to be healthy, who's actually making the trip is the other, other situation. Uh, will Twesta be off the radar or on? Bam, have you heard anything about Twesta situation?
0: Uh, not Anything more? So I expect him to play. I'm expecting him to okay. play because, as I was, I've heard it was an ankle sprain. Nothing too major. So
1: more of precaution. Would we put a guy with an ankle situation on a burning plastic pitch?
3: No,
0: no. i I'd, ho- I'd hope not. But at the same time, though, I can see us going for the three points and putting him out there.
1: Yeah, I mean this is the redemption match, right, Marvin? Do you think this is one where we really got something to prove?
2: Hell yeah! I the, Portland is one of my biggest rivals. I hate them so much. It's just they're right up there with Galaxy to me. Like they're they're like the epitome of what I don't like in a soccer team. Like they like play really hard the first fifteen twenty minutes, score a goal, then defend the hell out of it, play dirty, cheat. And then the last 10 minutes, they score a goal and win us. And it just drives me nuts how it's always that that equation with us. And I'm like, just don't let them score at the end, please. Like I'm so tired of that type of soccer that they play. So I would put a twist out there. And I think we have something to prove against them.
1: All depends on health. I'm a little leery, but I know we need to win this game. This one is a big one because you can catch them. We'll talk about the standings in a few minutes. This is huge for us. Huge to play this side at this moment where they're at and to get some revenge in their house. They have the crowd again. They have the noise. They have the terrible field gives them all these advantages against us. But it's funny when the chips are down and things aren't looking entirely great for us. When we go up there, we tend to get results. We have surprise results up there. We've had surprise losses too. But yeah, there is some anger in this one for sure, right, Tony?
3: Yeah, for sure. Like again, no one—I don't think I've met a LAFC fan who thinks, "Oh yeah, Portland's a pretty good team." You know, you know, just sunshines and rainbow. We, they, I, this, this is always gets down and dirty. It's never fun. It's like even when we go there, it's it's never even like it's fun because it's like we're visiting Portland, not because of the team, but. Like,
2: Seattle, like, I respect Seattle. Like, when they win us, I know they won us. And I'm like, okay, fair game. You know, good game. You defeated us, fair game. Every time Portland has won, I'm like, this is bullshit. They didn't deserve it. It was, like, <laughs> it was just a bullshit win, you know? And I'm just tired of that. Like, we need to really put away these games, you know?
1: Dude, I just want them to throttle these guys. Just, just dude, just... D- Oh, the orango show like get a hat trick it's cool we'd love to see it this is the team you want to get if you want a hat trick this is the one sir do it do it because <laughs> honestly like at first i'm like this is a good sporting rivalry because we kind of match up on the field but then it became something different and you can see it among the players there's some hate between these sides real legit hate for me i kind of lost it completely in the dio situation how they just brushed that off on I me mean, at that point i'm like I hate your club. Like now it's all the way across the board for me. Like I'm done with you. There's been other incidents with them as well, where at this point they're, you know, they're, they're up there in Carson status with me. Like I want to kill those guys every time we play them. I don't like them. They get away with stuff. They get away with too much. And at the first to complain about every little thing. So dude, bring it. I hope we go out there and get some revenge on that goofball field that they call a field. Cause it's not one. Um, and we embarrass them because we need it.
0: Right, Oz? Exactly. I was just looking up, just saying. Another thing that falls in our favor is we won't be sending in anyone to Vegas this weekend. Hmm. Vegas doesn't have a game this weekend. Do oh, yeah. we
1: see Torres? He scored on them before.
3: Yeah. So maybe.
1: Maybe. I, I you yeah. know, I look at Let's talk about our lineup. What do we think yeah. we're going to see? So if we assume. If we assume a twist is back in the mix. Well, what do we line up with down there? Like what, 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 bam, what, what are you looking at? Like our back line, are we going to go five deep?
0: I don't see much difference from last game to this game. If anything, if a twist is fit, he goes back in and we take out Edwards. Okay. That will be another so question. Mm-hmm. That would be the biggest that thing, and yeah, that's. Other than that, I think this lineup will be pretty much similar to our last game. Well, the one thing
1: that's going to shift everything is Ibiaga's back. Oh yeah. Now you have three legit guys back there that can defend. Do you open it up for Kim Un Hwan to go on a go on a spree here and play right wing back and go nuts, and go with three center backs? Do you go crazy on the left side because the left side's your, t- to me always been our weakness? Um, do we trust Palacios entirely to play as a wing back in this match and go five deep? I like, trust could that Velocity. be what we do? I
2: trust Palacios, but I don't trust Farfan or Moon.
1: That's my personal right because Moon's been, but I think Moon is safe when you play with three center backs. Then he's a safe bet. Yeah, he's that. And, and the then the other too. question.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, players. it's 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 secure. But then if you have the five, right, the three center backs and your wing backs, your mid becomes a story because Latif didn't get anything going, right? He he got a rest. Yeah. He got a rest. Now you have a rested Latif. There is no way, no how he doesn't play in this match.
2: I think he was rested for this match,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's a guarantee. So if you have a Twesta, Latif, Sefuentes in the mid, it's gotta be. It's got to yeah. be, and up top it's it's Arango and Brian. Yep. That's as best, that's as good as you can get, right? With what we've got.
3: Yep. Oh yeah, hundred percent.
2: Uh, I think the only hard part is you know the right back and left back positions. So that's always yeah. been the issue with us. I have an issue with, you know, us never having like good, good fullbacks. To be honest, and uh, that's always the dilemma here.
1: I think that's why we play with three center backs. Is we're we're and that's why it's working comp- better. Yeah. yeah, we're compensating <laughs> for... Because we're, we're,
2: we're not relying on them as
1: much. They get out of jail. And same with Latif in mid. Tracking back has never been a strong suit, but when you have three center backs, he can kind of just go crazy out there and do his thing. Yeah. It's just safe. It's safe. Uh, it always brings me back to that moment we were playing against Kansas City, and that that first half, like, to me, was one of the better halves we've seen under that system. Second half, we know what happened, but the first half was right. Now we're back again. We've seen the moments. We've seen what they can do. Yeah, I just I feel that that's what we're gonna play with is the wing backs again and let it let it fly. So, uh, uh, Bam. Do you think the lineup could look different than that?
0: No, I think that's fairly fairly right. It's um yeah like completely forgot that Christosimos was playing for us last game. Like he didn't do much. So I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, he was there. <laughs> He, yeah. to me he was more just a body on the field at the time. So now Brian, if we I don't
1: Yeah. Now now I'll throw it to Marvin. If a Twesta cannot play, he is not available, then what does it look like in the middle?
2: It's easy. It's gonna it has to be Sifu, Ginella, and Duke. Duke Duke is we need we needed him for the previous game, to be honest. I, I'm glad they started Rossimo because I've been wanting him to start, but I wanted him to start when a twist that was here. Um, personally, Duke brings a different dynamic and energy and attacking um, transition that we don't get in other players on our team. I've, I've been asking for Duke to be put in the 10 playmaker position, and he's been doing that the last two games. And, I think that's why he's been shining. I think he's he is a center attacking midfielder. And it um so I think we do a lot better when he starts.
1: So what would your lineup look like if that's the case?
2: Uh, if no what you know what Twessa, you're saying? Yeah. Um three center backs, obviously. Um Ibi uh Ibiaga, Murillo, and fall fall. Five midfield with Palacios from the left, Sifu. Janela, Duke, Oz, right back, Moon, and then Arango and Raito.
1: So, no no blessing.
2: Oh, shit. Hold on.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Um, right? (laughs) um,
2: Yeah, I would still, I would probably put blessing in as, oh, you know what? No, Janela's been pretty, pretty decent in the midfield. He's been pretty stable. I would say it's between Janela or Blessing, to be honest, but I think Janela with Sifu is a pretty good combination, to be honest. One that's not talked about too much. So that's a hard one. But I would still probably start that three that I said and have blessing as a super sub.
1: There we are. Uh, any other thoughts, gentlemen? Tony, do you think any aberration to that?
3: Mm, like I said, the only one is, like, I think Janela should start anything because we do need the just to have an like, extra defense defensive mid. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. He's good. And, again, he's been doing really good crosses and passes. So he's been showing what we need from him again. But uh, just defensively-wise, especially because it is Portland and they just parked the bus and tried to just not get that one goal and not do anything with it after that, um, I would put Janela in. There it is.
1: Okay. Oz, any other thoughts?
0: Nah, that's pretty much it. Like the other case you can say for Blessing starting over Janela is Janela's played the last two games full 90s. So in that case, do you give Janela the first half off? Do you only plan for a half? I can see those two are going to be swapping for each other at some stage. Whether which one starts, don't know.
1: Yeah, if I'm gonna predict, I think it's if it's Noah Twester, then it's Janela anchoring that three-man mid uh, with with Sifu and Blessing. I think that would be my prediction for this one. Like that's. I don't think anyone. Like. I don't think.
2: I don't think anybody ever gets him out of passing starts, right? It's always just like, yeah, let's go for it. Like, he's going to do good, so. He'll
1: he hates those back. guys. Yeah. Like, he, does, he hates he Portland, so I kind of be like, let him have he it. Hate, you he know? hates teams that for push
2: sure. him around, and Galaxy and Car- and Carson and Portland push him around a lot, which is not cool. Yeah,
1: they don't respect him. They should because yeah. he burns them every chance he gets, so mm-hmm. uh, let, him, let him take it. And, of course, I think he likes battling with Chara, too. Who doesn't? It's a war. <laughs> war so good things all around alright so that being said let's check out what the community thinks about this match <laughs> and uh, I'm already seeing Ox like he's ready to let it rip a couple others so let me see uh Hooligan Ox Bam has that Bob Vane popping out talking about the Australian <laughs> rivalry there it is uh Hooligan Ox also says they always let Porton get away with the dirty dirty plays you have Charlie, you get away with everything, right? Pretty of course. Much, yeah. <laughs> Roberto, I love this. Oh, hey, face to the name. Marvin, they're calling it. <laughs> there it is. He gets his moment. He gets his moment. There we go. All right. Moving on to uh Shujo, We will never forget. We will never forget what they did to deal. That that is without a doubt, for sure. Uh Roberto Epsenosa, I hate Portland. Nice, nice. He also says Maria is so sketch, though. He is, but he's our sketch. <laughs> 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 to me, he get he's sketch when he gets too casual. He just is.
2: I, I have a take on this too. Maria's sketch, okay, but I think he has talent, and I think his positioning things, his positioning problems, I think could be fixed. You know, and I think little by little, I think Bob will, will address that with him. And I think if he could f- he could fix those few problems, he'll be a really good center back. But I think what his problems are right now are very fixable.
1: Yeah, mental st- stuff as well. Uh, let me see other comments. I'm seeing Javier De- Delgado Jr. I want to see Latif come in as a subs. There's an agreement for substitute right there, guys. Uh, Roberto Espinoza Moon ha- Moon has such good service, right? The front end is yeah. so good from him. Yeah, for sure. Ox, Yep, yeah, we need Duke to start. So another call for Duke to start. And Espinoza, the more minutes Poncho gets, the more he settles, right? You know, th- I think that's it for a lot of our young guys. Is now-, now they're getting minutes, so you're seeing the real version, what they wanted from these guys, because now they're more comfortable. That's for certain. That is for certain. Good stuff, guys. Good comments. Love it. So uh, the last thing we want to talk about, of course, is the standing situation, the playoff hunt. Marvin, can you give us kind of an idea as where it sits for us um, and how the playoffs are looking for us?
2: So right now, LUC sits at seventh place with 33 points, tied with Real Salt Lake, uh, who I believe won the game at the like, pretty last minute against San Jose. Mm-hmm. which really upset me. I was watching that game and I was like, sweet, we're going to be above real. So like, but they got the win at the last minute. Um, anyway, that jumped them to sixth place ahead of us on goal differential, two goals differential. So uh, we went from sixth to seventh on that game. Still though, we're in the playoff position, which is where we want to be. And, you know, going into the Portland game, I feel like, you know, I feel pretty positive. I think the guys are going to give it everything they can to, really climb up the table. Um Real Salt Lake is going to be playing Seattle on Saturday, which is good news for us, I think. You know, if we want to climb up the table, our our the ones above us have to, you know, do worse. So um, it's good that they're playing it's good that they're playing Seattle. Um so yeah, that's that's where we're at. You know, I think with with one or two wins we could climb up the table up to like fifth place, maybe even fourth.
1: Yeah, I think fourth is yep. kind of the the pinnacle at this point for us. If we get to fourth, it's been one hell of a turnaround, which would give us a home game in the first round. Can you believe that? Um, possibly against our rivals, right? Because uh, they're looking about to finish the, about the same area. So, yeah, uh, if yep. we get home, it's going to be an amazing turnaround season. I'm not betting on that. I'm thinking fifth is is... Realistic just because how other games are going to play it out around us. But, dude, if we run the table, yeah, it could be even higher than that. And We're looking at, we're looking at it right now. So a lot pins on this weekend's match. Uh, it really does. It throws everything out of the loop for everybody if we can get a result on the road in Portland. So, critical things. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for the comments. I just want to throw this to Roberto's final comment that he gave. Runes Snoza says, it's in our hands. And like we said, it really is in our hands. So, a good comment there. So, tradition dictates, of course, after we look at everybody's reactions and everything that we do, is that we all give our final comment in the lead-up to the match. And it's looking to me with the fingers pointed... I mean, <laughs> the new guy gets gets first crack at the final comment of the day. So, that being said, LAFC Edge himself, Marvin Chavez, sir, you have the floor for your final thought of the day.
2: All right. Uh, first final thought. All right. Um, we have two more away games, and it's obviously really important. Every game from here on out, we need to win, but especially these two next. Away games, we need to keep uh, this momentum going, and that's pretty obvious. But um, the third game after that, October third, is Carson, and so these two games leading to that, we need all the momentum we can leading up to that. Because I think, come that the third, the third game, the third game to come, which is Carson, I think we're going to be fighting Carson for that fourth, uh, fourth spot. I feel like it's going to culminate to that. And that'd be beautiful because I want to take that away from them, and you know I feel like what better way to to get that top four spot than to take it from Carson, at their home, which we haven't gotten that uh, we haven't gotten our win at their home. So I think it's really important that we have that momentum going to Carson, take the fourth spot. That's
1: that's, that's the happy. big play. So like like you mentioned, schedule wise, uh, Portland on the road, San Jose on the road, then we come back home Carson, to host Portland. Portland.
2: Yeah. And, and then, then. And then it's Carson. Sorry, it was three games.
3: and then yeah. Okay, I was like. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And these aren't easy matches, right? I mean, these are in, in-conference rivalry stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it's brutal all the way to the end. There's no easy games. There's no pushovers for the rest of the season. Nothing is easy. Like I said, Portland, San Jose, Portland, Galaxy, San Jose, Dallas, Minnesota, Seattle, Vancouver, then Colorado. The only guys that seem to be the ones that you should push over is probably Vancouver. Otherwise, everyone in that is in the race still. <laughs> it ain't easy. Uh, yeah, so you're right, man. These are all kind of the lead up to that moment. And if we can streak through the three matches, that is our pass them match. So, boy, it's like you could write a a, a movie on this, the turnaround. <laughs> you know, it's good. So good stuff, Marvin. Love the take, man. Now we're moving on to the next guy, and Tony's looking at me like "not me, not me." So I'm going to say no to Tony. You're not going to have to do it yet. We're going to give this to the one, the only Brendan. Go for it,
0: sir. Um, first off, Marvin, thanks for coming on. It's been a pleasure. Finally putting a face to the name and not having to read all the comments come through which <laughs> <was just getting laughs> <speak> from you. <laughs> um, again, as you guys probably saw, my name for this episode is that fella down under. A little bit of geobat your president, Joe Biden, who couldn't remember our prime minister's name during a, a um, conference <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> couldn't remember Boris Johnson's name, not Scott Morrison's, but that's okay. Um, you look kind of similar, yeah. but... <laughs> in, all fairness, in
2: all fairness, I didn't know his name, too. I'm
0: sorry. Bam. That's right. We, we, we all call him ScoMo anyway. <laughs>
1: Hey, as long as the check clears on the nuclear subs, it's all good, right?
0: <laughs> exactly. And France isn't happy about that at the moment. So that's... Cool. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. What well, Once again, Marvin, thanks for coming on. To the people at Shoulder to Shoulder, to FCFC, congratulations on 100 episodes. That's a massive milestone. We'll have to get out... Next time I get out there, i have to get out to FCFC and have a beer, have some tea with them. Um, for this game coming up... <laughs> look it's three points that we do need there's not many games we can drop for us this season let's get out there let's show Portland who we are let's you know what let's destroy them let's just destroy them yeah tired of the conversation
1: <laughs> on them and getting away with stuff good stuff Brennan uh, that moves it to Tony Tony final thoughts sir
3: um, first again like Bam, thank you, Marvin, for coming on and stuff like that. It's, it's like I said, it's been very odd to hear the takes instead of reading the takes all the whole time. <laughs> um, so, uh, glad to have you on, glad you can make it on. Um, like I said, we need these three points. Um, a tie is, of course, okay, I guess, because it's like we're still in the running and stuff like that. But since it's Portland, I want the three points on. Let's just to be honest, let's I just want the three points because it's Portland and I just want to embarrass them um for all the the 3252 that are traveling to portland be safe out there i mean it's still as much as like we still are in uh we are free to go wherever we can we still have COVID protocols so you always just be safe be but have fun um again thank you shoulder to shoulder for their 100th episode thank you fcfc for their 100th episode it's always been a treat to listen to both of them um Again, thank you, Jonathan, for letting me be on the next episode for you guys, and it was a real treat to do that. So, again, if you have a chance, listen to the – listen. we have many podcasts to listen to, not just ours, but a lot more in the community to listen to if you need more LAFC fix before the game.
1: There it is. Again, community is always tight, guys. We've said this before. There is nothing like the 3252 and the LAFC family and the pod fam. There's something special about this team and this side, without a doubt. Which brings us to the next thing. We call this episode Warriors, right? That's when we went Road Warriors. And you're like, how do you call it Road Warriors? The only only one, one on the road. Yeah, you know what? It's about more than the club. When I called about Road Warriors, I was really talking about those who are traveling to Austin and then traveling to Portland and then going to travel to San Jose. Oh, and then going to go to Carson. And there's going to be these road warriors that are going to every one of those. I guarantee you, there's gonna be a lot. They're going to be every one of those things. Those are the road warriors and our guys. Yeah. They're showing signs of being road warriors. That was a grinder win in the last one. So they earned it for that match. Now we need to see it again. We need to repeat performance. Just like Brian's performance against the galaxy. We need to see repeat performance for that one, especially against Portland. So to all of them, thank you, Road Warriors, for making those trips to everywhere to make it happen. Thank you, LAFC, for getting it together and getting a grinder win for once and for all. Uh, we love all this. To the rest of you guys out there following this team, we've had highs. We've had some crazy lows. Realize that we are not completely in the playoffs yet. They still have to get some results in these last few games. They have to be on the right side of it. For certain if they're going to make the playoffs, it is going to be that tight all the way to the end. We could end up in fourth. We could end up in ninth. It's that tight. So that being said, be positive, support your team through and through, build them up. Don't break them down. That's what support's about. Be there for them. Highs and lows, they need you. You see what our boys are made of. You see how they fight for the club. Now they need you through and through to keep fighting for the club. So on that note, again, thank you guys. Kick childhood cancer, throw up the hashtags. If you're getting to head to TJ, head to TJ. Support the cause for Global Diplomatic. Congratulations to Shoulder to Shoulder. Congratulations to FCFC, FCFC. I want to see you on this show pretty soon. We owe you guys. Like we got to host you at some point. Um, So reach out. Let's make that happen. And of course, at the end of the day, What do we always say, guys, to call out this show? On three, I'm going to call it. Stay golden. Golden. Golden.
2: Thank you for listening to the Heart of LAFC.
0: Make sure to leave us a rating and review on iTunes or Stitcher. Shoulder to Shoulder and Gold is taking over.